Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hello and welcome to One on One, an in-depth interview series in which I, Bertie, your host, find wonderful people from around the world of games to talk to. Remember, subscribers to Eurogamer get these episodes before everyone else, lucky them. See the website or the description below for more. Today on One to One, we're cooking. We're going into the kitchen with someone who's been filling our bellies with game-related grub for a handful of years now. This person wrote the official Fallout cookbook, the official Destiny cookbook, the official Final Fantasy XIV cookbook, and is currently writing the official Halo cookbook, which obviously has an appropriately named character in MasterChef. No, no takers. Uh, my guest's company goes by the name of Pixelated Provisions, and she is Victoria Rosenthal. Victoria, welcome to the show. Hello. What have I interrupted you doing today? Now, I remember from an, e- from an email that you had a grocery trip planned, and I love that you had this planned out a kind of week in advance to go and pick these things up. But then I guess you have quite a lot of groceries to buy. Yeah, so every week uh, I've on Monday, I'll wake up at 6 a.m., walk my dog, and then the next thing I do is go grocery shopping for a few reasons, because one, it's less crowded on a Monday at 7 a.m., and two, the grocery stores that I go to tend to restock after the weekend, Monday, early morning, so everything's at its freshest at that point. (laughs) The early bird catches the worm, as they say. And now I'm imagining, do you have like one of those I call them granny trolleys, which you put the groceries in because all chefs seem to have those. I think in my head they do. Or And are you buying kind of tons of groceries? Because with all the experimentation you do for dishes, I expect you need a lot of ingredients. Yeah, so there's a lot of like making sure that I do have everything I need so I don't have to do multiple trips to the grocery store. So I always try to make sure, well, if I'm testing something, so say walnuts, actually like today I bought walnuts for a sauce. I could buy exactly the half cup of walnuts that I said I needed, (laughs) but if I mess up the recipe and have to try several times, it's better that I have maybe a cup, cup and a half. Worst case, I'm eating some extra walnuts during the week. Stuff like that's a little easier. When it comes to like meats and stuff, that's a little pricier. So that gets a little more of the, well, I hope I nail it this one time or worst case next week, I'll buy the same thing and make the same recipe again. Um, but yeah. Are you on first name terms with your grocer? Do they do they know you? Are they like, hey, Victoria? Um, no, not not typically. I guess it's a little weird for me because like with COVID and stuff, I've definitely, I'm, I'm right. still masking at grocery stores and I'm still being safe because last thing I want is to get COVID and then lose my sense of taste. Uh, <laughs> that would be kind of a terrible thing to my trade. For so sure. I've been very, very cautious and I'm actually going to a different grocer recently just because it's they moved locations and stuff. So it's a kind of a new team there. So the groceries are all at home. You can kind of relax into experimenting with uh, some, some dishes now. So as I understand it, you're a couple of months away now from the Halo cookbook launching. Is that right? Correct. 
In it's coming August. out in August. Okay. Yes. Um, so how's that going? What what stage are you at with it? I am done. I've wow. been done. <laughs> I've been done since last October, actually. Wow. <laughs> uh, that project actually was a pretty quick project because I had another project that actually started right at the same time as that one. Um, started in September, no, end of August. And I had to be done by October because of another project that was coming up. So it was... I think 70 recipes in about the two month window. So basically 70 just... recipes in two months. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Holy potatoes. For the most part, a lot of the books are very quick because of uh, whatever insight has to do to get like all the pages laid out and all the approvals from the game companies to make sure that the recipes are good. The photos are good. And at, uh, a lot of times, I'd say the Final Fantasy fourteen one was the fastest because it was a sudden cookbook that they weren't expecting to get. And they were like, well, we need to bring it out in November. And this was February of the year. Like, it was going wow. to come out. And they were like, well, we have about two months to do this. So that wow. one was like a two-month sprint of like getting it all done. <laughs> so yeah, at what point, um, I'm wondering about the stages of a cookbook. So what kind of happens? You're sitting there, someone gives you a call and says, hey, have you thought about doing a Final Fantasy fourteen cookbook? And you're like, have I? <laughs> <laughs> have I? <laughs> yeah, a lot of times uh, it so far has been Insight coming to me uh, saying, hey, we have this project. Uh, would you be interested in working with it on it? And I'm like, Yes, for the most part, like it has to be, there has to be a franchise that I don't really know at all for me to be like, absolutely not. I don't like want to touch it. Have you turned uh, some down then? I have, but I can't go into detail about which ones for that sure. I have turned down. Some of it has been scheduling issues now. <laughs> That's a, a new issue that I've been having. I did not expect to be, have to turn down projects because I'm too busy. Mm. <laughs> uh, so that was definitely a different thing. Uh, but for each one, it's always been, hey, we have this project. Are you interested? And I say, yes. And I run with it. Uh, Final Fantasy was probably the easiest because I play Final Fantasy 14 <laughs> to this day. I'm still playing. Uh, it was a game that I, I had recipes on my website to begin with. And they were like, oh, we're going to do this whole book. And I'm like, absolutely. Let's go. I have a list of things. Let's let's do this. Um, the trickier ones are games, obviously, that don't have food as a focus. So looking at Destiny. Right. Looking at Halo, even. That's a, a game that people are like, why are we getting a cookbook? And I'm like, please just look at Halo. I can't go into details about what's in there. But if you look at the games and the worlds and the maps, there's a lot of food in there. Right, because Master Chief never eats, probably so that he never goes to the toilet. Exactly. He has to be in combat all the time. He doesn't have the time for this. <laughs> Which is, you'd think he might take a flapjack at least. At least. Just but... to keep his energy up. <laughs> so they come to you with the brief. Um, and in Final Fantasy's uh, case, um, you, you're all over it. You, you know the world. And it's an MMO, so these worlds are typically massive and detailed. And they've got mm -hmm. all sorts of food. And, and you can there's always cooking uh, professions and stuff like that. So you're yes. like, yeah, no worries. But in the case of something like, Halo or Destiny, you're like, uh It definitely what is a then? it's like, well, the developers obviously want to expand their universe in a sense. They're because 
Destin. We'll use that as the example because that's the book that's out. At first I was like, that game's just about gunplay and killing things. I No food kind of scattered, besides the spicy ramen. That was like <laughs> the only piece of food that existed. And they were like, well, we want to expand things, kind of focus on like the locations and kind of highlight very iconic characters in the world mm. and meals that they would enjoy. Um, right around the time that we were starting to kick up the book, they did their first dawning for Destiny 2. And they released a bunch of cookies, which I was like, yay, here's something <laughs> that I could actually like pull from the game. Um, but a lot of it was figuring out like, okay, what are the people at like the farm going to eat? They're going to have fresher produce and stuff, or they're going to have to go around with like doing their training and making sure that things are safe, kind of like travel food. Um, or in the case of like Cade, who we represented as a male, we knew he loved the spicy ramen. So we expanded like a full meal based on ramen. What would he get at that shop? <laughs> so there's quite a lot of kind of in character thinking that that goes on. You're, you know, it's more than just thinking about your favorite recipes. You're kind of stepping into the world as a chef, I suppose, and going, yes. right, you know, what can I find here? Yeah, it's a lot of like, okay, let's let's think of the characters, let's think of the world or the climate that might be in the, that area or the any kind of like mentions of any food. How do we expand upon that? How do we just like decide, okay, this is going to make sense. And I think picking the characters and kind of like their attitudes and going, okay, this makes sense. Some of it we're guessing uh, completely like the hangar area. We're like, well, um, let's go ahead and just make it Southern cuisine um, mm -hmm. just to kind of like, cause they're, they're, they're working on ships. So they're going to want heavy meals that are going to bring them kind of like a family together. So we go ahead and run with that. And all of this gets approved by the, the team that I'm working with from the game studio. They get to see the full list of things that I'm thinking. I give my reason behind and they go, okay, yes. <laughs> Do you no, have much backwards and forwards with them? It depends on the project. Um, some of them, like the Fallout one, there's food in the Fallout world that exists. So there was a lot of pulling there. The one I remember getting called out on actually was uh, the Joe Spuckies. I was like, okay, we could make it an appetizer. Let's make it sliders. And I got a response back, no. A Spucky <laughs> is very specifically a sandwich and it has to be a sandwich. So like it, someone from like the Boston area on their team was very much so no, this is what a Spucky is. You can't make it sliders. And I'm like, okay, I mean, I'll use your logic and I'll, I'll respect what the developers want. So I guess that all belongs to a kind of uh, research phase where you're, mm -hmm. you, you sit down and you're writing, you're, you're researching, I, I guess you're playing the games too and looking mm -hmm. through. Um, and then you move on to, so I, I guess you have a long list then of, of recipes where you're like, these ones and then you move on to kind of the the making and experimenting phase is that right yeah that's about right yeah there's a lot of a big research stage of like one making sure if there's any call outs in any of the like fallout has some weirder stuff um ingredients that i'd be like okay this there's, is weird is it some crab cakes i want to say crab cakes there's like yes. a famous yeah okay. so there's i think they're the meyer lurk um 
cakes that are in there. So it's like, what's a Meyer lurk in like this <laughs> like normal world? And I think that's actually one of the things that was nice with the lore of this. The book is technically written by vault so pre-war. So stuff that a normal person would be able to find. And a vault dweller after the bombs have dropped is marking up things and kind of changing names of things. Right. It says crab cake in there. But there's it's marked off and says like Myrler cakes, just so it relates to Halo, because you're not gonna find a Myrler catcher. <laughs> so I get to decide, okay, what's the closest thing that this might be? And then anytime a Myrler is called out, it has to constantly be a crab or whatever. Has there been any recipe in one of your published cookbooks, I guess? Or, you know, we can have a spoiler for the Halo one, I don't mind. Um, has there been any recipe that's been really tricky? to recreate like i don't have any of these ingredients i don't know how this is a dish how can i make this thing edible um okay actually it could be the one on my website and this is one that i it's on the site and i copied it's fallout still um it is the i'm gonna make sure i get the right name um the wasteland omelet from fallout new vegas the look of it is very like oof and i was like okay i'm gonna be very exact so kind of like taking i took like pieces of salmon to represent like the fish portion of it and then like melted cheese and i sauteed apples for like the fruit portion of it it's horrid <laughs> <laughs> like it's it's edible like you can eat it but it's a flavor that you're like hmm, hmm. i mean like, apple and salmon and cheese and salmon in my and head is. it's just like this is what like a more direct like replica from a game would be. Now, mind you, it's not in the book, <laughs> but it's on my site where I'm like, here's this recipe I did. I'm going to save you the time. Don't don't do it. Because <laughs> <laughs> I guess you have to do a reality check on the foods. Yeah. Basically, they they come from a game, and you're like, no one's going like, to eat that. No one's going to do that. I mean, like another thing where it works is bug snacks, where I was like, right. oh wait a minute, okay, these snacks are really cool, but there has to be bug in it. Like, I have to put bug in it. All the recipes have um, cricket flour in it, and they work well. Like, I make sure that there is a bug <laughs> in that recipe. So it's always been a nice little experiment. Uh, the common warning with that I always give is, if you're allergic to shellfish, don't eat use cricket flour because you could have a similar reaction. Oh, right. Yeah. I didn't know that. So... This experimentation phase, I'm imagining, do you have to go through some of the recipes like a dozen times or is that too many? Do you, do you get some of them on the first go and some take forever? Or? Luckily, some of them, most of them, I, I nail in one because I think enough, I've been doing this with my blog. It's going to be 10 years wow. this October. Um, most of them, nail it in one. It's great. But there's always one or two recipes in like a book that I struggle with. Like the weird one with like the Final Fantasy was the honey muffins, one of the easiest recipes in the book. I had to do that one probably like five times. Like just mix, 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 do it and go, why? What did I do wrong? <laughs> like the weirdest one to like mess up on me. But there's always a handful of recipes and I'm like, Okay, I got to try this again. And sometimes it's, okay, stop trying to do it this same week. <laughs> Give it a break, come back two weeks later and do it again. And sometimes I nail it. <laughs> yeah. So once the experimental, um, the experimenting phase is over, 
what happens next? That's the kind of gathering everything together into a book, I suppose, or into a layout and then. Right. So for me, I experiment. If it works, great. I set it up for photography, put it all nice, take the picture. And then I do some, obviously, Photoshop editing to make sure it looks nice and pretty for a, a cookbook. Uh, there's always my, I try to make sure with my editing that I'm not like, completely manipulating a photo so that the person <laughs> this is the end result of what you're going to get but i do clean up like oh sh there were crumbs here let me take the crumbs out or like little minor things like that i take the photo i send it off and then at that point it's insight deals with all of the like i send the photo and the text <laughs> and then they deal with the layout stuff um so i've over the years obviously learned Done a lot of practicing with writing recipes, making sure it makes sense. I have my wonderful husband who is like my copy editor who kind of checks everything to make sure one, it reads correctly, and two, that he thinks it makes sense, that if he was in the kitchen, uh. would he be able to do it? Um, and he also helps a lot with the lore text that we are writing for the, the entries. Because I do think with the cookbooks, it's really important to have an in-world feel. Just mm. so, I, I think some people just buy the books because they want more lore. Uh, and then sometimes they start cooking because of it. And that's like the the great addition for it. Uh, but we make sure that like the lore all makes sense and the call outs all make sense. Why are we picking this food for this specific reason? Yeah, because it, I suppose, becomes a piece of almost uh, merchandise in the expanded mm -hmm. kind of uh, we'll come on to those uh, those things actually about what makes a cookbook special um, so yeah um, I want to go back in time a little bit to kind of chart where this all begins because I like looking back through people's lives because a because I'm nosy but um, <laughs> b because I like seeing how people ended up where they ended up um, because you can often see the things that have affected them along the way and, and, and that, and that colors it for you. So you mentioned just then that you've been doing this, um, for 10 years, but I want to go back even further and back to little Victoria swinging on a swing in the park, um, or, or maybe in the kitchen, I don't know. Um, so what are your, your passions in life as, as a child? And, and if you have a dream of what you'll do when you'll grow up, what is it? Okay, so when I was a wee child, um, I was into video games. Like, that was right. just a thing. Uh, if That's the correct about, answer. That the is way. the correct answer. Yeah. But the, the funny thing is, when I was really young, I wanted to be a storm chaser. Wow. <laughs> and it's just like a weird thing. I enjoy weather. That's another thing. I never went into school in for it. And I think in a different timeline, I would have become like a meteorologist like I really am always interested in weather stuff but I think uh realistically I was th eventually as I got older realistically thinking well that's kind of a risky job is that really gonna storm chasing what no no let's be real <laughs> I mean it is it is a little bit risky just, just a little bit risky um and that was I I've I always go back and I'm like oh that could have been cool but who knows? Here we are now. Um, but I always played video games and I always adored them. And that was just a thing to connect with friends and spend time even with my family because we had a lot of us would play 
Mario Party together, like my my siblings and I, and we would enjoy that. Um, oh, nice. on our palms, you know, the old school Mario Party stuff. I think um, I I read that your dad was in the tech industry or something like that. Yeah, so he worked um, for a newspaper company, kind of doing IT work. So he would always get like any of the spare computer parts that were kind of getting thrown out. So I did grow up playing a lot of PC gaming. We did a lot of like unreal tournament within like my dad would play with us and then like me and my siblings kind of enjoying ourselves um and yeah that was always an, a fun thing to do i with like consoles and stuff we had an original nintendo and then our next jump was like a nintendo 64 that's like how big of a span that we had what we we enjoyed um I, during that time too like for cooking i always enjoyed food okay <laughs> like my my mom would do a lot of cooking in the kitchen and I would just like kind of like follow some of the like help her out cut vegetables or do any of that whenever we'd do like a grill outside I'd my dad would do that and I'd join him and be like oh let's look, put the charcoal in and kind of like do all that stuff so always kind of loved assisting I think it was really right around college when I moved out um, so what did you go on to study at college? Graphic design? Is this... I know? originally... Okay, we're going to go originally. I originally went to school for accounting, took a semester of that and said, absolutely not. <laughs> but the spreadsheet skills are presumably helpful. Yes. Yes. I do... Oh, I live on spreadsheets when I'm planning my recipes and stuff. But definitely, I knew right away accounting was not going to happen. Um, <laughs> my husband then friend uh was like oh i'm in the video game program at the the university that we're at and i'm like oh that sounds nice and the university was starting an animation program and i was like oh maybe i could get into 3d animation because i always did art i kind of like drew and stuff and i was like that sounds pretty fun and maybe that's my way to like kind of contribute to the game world but maybe i could get into that industry get my degree in uh, 3d animation and i'm like excited young young me trying to get a job never got a job at a game <laughs> studio uh kind of quickly learned uh with friends working in the the game studios that i was like oh it's kind of difficult to get jobs and it's a lot of hours mm. um i think everyone needs to understand that people who are working at game studios are one overworked underpaid the statement that I will say. Um, but I got into my husband and I. We were still dating at that point. We moved so out. So your, hu your husband, does he work in games? He does not. This is okay. where, like, we both were planning on working in games. Uh, but then we went into, like, the commercial sector, I guess you could say. We both ended up at a company in Houston that does contract with, with NASA. Right. So... We were helping with a lot of um, 3D pro, like visual aids, kind of helping train astronauts with the use of a HoloLens uh, and VR uh, pieces. <laughs> so we were kind of like developing that. During my time at the company, I started doing more like user interface instead of like 3D animations, but I went to school with and then it kind of vanished and became like user interface at that point. So a lot of my focus was like making sure that users can understand the application and that it all like. And made I read sense. somewhere that you have something that you worked on is is used in the International Space Station or something. Yes, actually, one of the things that we worked on was um, 
actually both my husband and I got to work on this project. Um, it's a piece of uh, software on the HoloLens that helps them uh, with the treadmill that's up there, how to go check if it's all aligned. So with ah. the use of the HoloLens, it points them in the directions of where, like the pieces that they have to look at, kind of how to realign it and make sure everything is up to snuff. And it has that's been cool. used. And it was super cool to be like, oh, it's actually up there. <laughs> it, the astronauts are using it. It's always... It was always nice kind of interacting with some of like the crew and future like astronaut crew being like, oh, you're going to go to space. This is super <laughs> cool. <laughs> so you come out of college, you're looking for jobs. Uh, you, you, you find yourself in the commercial sector. Is presumably games are still a strong part of this? A hundred percent. Like I still playing games like Husband and I, we met through like the gaming, uh, the video gaming club at like college, and we both played a lot of games together. I think the game that really like started our friendship was Tales of Symphonia. We spent okay. many hours kind of like playing that together with like groups of friends, and kind of from there uh, kept playing a lot of different games. But definitely, when we moved down here, especially, it was like all oh, our friends were in Chicago. We didn't have a lot of friends down here. So at least one way to keep in touch was playing games online with our friends right. in, in some capacity. So, and was cooking a, a strong part? Was, was food a strong part? Is this uh, a kind of recurring theme? Yes. So at this point, I'm like, well, we don't want to be eating out every day because uh, college me definitely made that mistake and then moving down here I was like well we, we need to be kind of like health conscious and I'd say I think within the first like two years so 2009 10 was roughly when we moved down here I had I started doing a lot of cooking and then I had friends in Chicago like oh hey what are you cooking what are like the recipes you're using and I was like I got you. I'll start like a food blog, like the most generic okay. of food blogs. So this starts as like whatever, no no theme, no nothing. Just these are the recipes because I wanted to kind of inspire those friends to also start cooking. I think I got bored of that within like <laughs> six months. And I think it was because it was just food blog. And I was like, okay, this is fine. It, it's not standing out as anything. And then... A year after that, that's when I started thinking, well, I kind of liked developing the recipes, kind of testing things and kind of like doing like kitchen experiments. So I was like, what if I combine my two passions? I love video games and there's a lot of food and I can specifically point out it was Guild Wars 2 when okay. that game came out. That was the game that really like made me go, I should do a food blog. <laughs> about video games and because they had such detail of like you're going to make this item here's the ingredients that you need and maybe you need several recipes to combine and you make that and then from there I started my blog and went running with it and it's I mean 10 years this October is kind of wild congratulations by the way that's Thank awesome you. so do you remember your first dish from a game presumably it was Guild Wars 2 from Guild Wars 2 I think the first one I did from that is a blackberry tart. Okay. Um, so a nice, simple, like, tart with, like, some blackberries in there, some blackberry jam. Like, super simple. Um, 
I think the other one that was like the starter was a uh, Tales of Vesperia, mm-hmm. the sandwich that you first have like Yuri and um, Estelle are sitting at the campfire and they're like, here, I'm going to teach you how to cook. And it's the egg sandwich that they have. Um, those two recipes, I was just like, oh, these are super simple. Let's go run with it. And they worked out and kind of has, they caught people's attention, I guess. And obviously there's enough people looking at the site that I kept doing it and kept continuing to develop recipes. Okay. So yeah, you put them up, people are looking at it. That's great. And then at what point, I don't know, at what point does it start to get more serious, I suppose? At what point does this idea of a cookbook start to pop up? I want to say, so this is a very lucky and I, I, I consider it lucky. Um, it was 2016, 17, 17. And I got contacted by insight. Um, it was, I remember it specifically, it was after hurricane Harvey, like my husband and I had a trip plan originally. We were going to go to Canada, go to Banff and Jasper, have a good time. Hurricane Harvey hits, uh, the airports are flooded. Uh, we're not going anywhere. So I had to cancel the trip and everyone was very kind, understanding. We're like, yeah, you have a hurricane. You can't get out. Uh, <laughs> the day after all the hurricane, we were fine. We had no flooding. It was just a very long three nights of lots of rain. And the day after I see in my email, like in my inbox, Inside Editions. Uh, we're curious if you're interested in maybe working on a project with us. We saw your website. And I was like, is this real? <laughs> like at first it's that like moment of like, is this spam or is this real? And then I was like, wait a second. Insight. Oh, they did that World of Warcraft book. Oh, wait, this is legit. <laughs> kind of thinking about it and going, oh. Um, I guess they saw the Fallout recipes that I had on my site. And they were like, hey, I know you've never done a cookbook would you be interested in, in doing a published cookbook? And I'm like, yes, <laughs> of course. Um, mind you, all of this is, I am still working my full-time job. Um, and Nina thinking, I'm like, yes, I could do this. I could definitely do this. Cause when I was working on my blog, I was doing it on the weekend. And so the project stick uh, kicks up, I want to say in September. And then there's a lot of back and forth of, Here's the recipe list. Is this what they want? Is this what they, they, they're going to be good with? Um, starting in September, but knowing that my original deadline was basically January. Mm. And I was like, okay, this seems doable. We didn't get the recipe list approved until mid-November. Almost end of November. Wow. And I was like, okay, so I still haven't cooked everything. Like I at least know, and I've kind of like written notes about what I think things should be. And are you feeling nervous at this point? Because as I understand, you're a self-taught chef as well. So like, okay, I have to do all these recipes. I have to like in this time period, how am I going to get this all done? I have to make all this food. Who's going to eat all this food? Like because of the like speed of it. And I'm I bet your husband and your dog are like, we'll, we'll eat it. (laughs) We'll have fun. Yeah. And it's just like, okay, let me, uh, let's, let's like work a calendar out where I'm like, these are the items I had. And with it being near the holiday season, I was like, okay, we're going to, I'm going to take those two weeks, two weeks off around the holiday season 
And that's going to be my, I'm going to slime this out and this book's going to kind of get done. <laughs> there were some done like during the weekends before it, but I remember the two weeks around Christmas was just friends coming over and being like, Hey, I'm going to make, I'm going to make these six recipes today. Uh, if anyone wants anything, come on in, uh, and have some. So there, it was, it was a long, like, oof, kind of like taking lots of pictures and making sure things were, were correct. And it being like my first book, trying to really figure out like their photography requirements. Cause I, when I was originally doing my blog, I'd shoot landscape and they were like, no, 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 no. We want it. It has to fit in the book. So that's not going to work. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> so learning, like forcing myself to do that more and just like, okay, we have, we have everything kind of like set up and then sending them all this stuff. Um, I think the biggest thing I learned at first was like staging my photo. Like there was a big jump definitely from before the cookbooks and then after the fallout one the stuff i learned just because of like the different like photography techniques that i was having to do and so what that. do you learn um kind of getting closer to the food i think a lot of times i was more pulled back on my photos kind of giving more space and a lot of it was like get it closer kind of fill the scene up a little more you don't want too much empty space um things like with cheesecake you should cut it with dental floss because it's smoother than cutting it with a like a, a knife oh, I wow. had to do the preserved pie that was the one that was like I did it as a cheesecake base I had to do that one like five different times and it's because of photography reasons and I'm like I I still don't want to make that one to this day <laughs> just because of how many times it had to get made um and then eventually they're like, oh well dental floss if you if you cut it with that, it makes it a nice smooth cut. And I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> That's a top a top trick. Mm-hmm. So but eventually it all gets it all gets done and it's it's fine. And it's, it's just it it's all put together, it's all good. Um and it gets sent off and then they get to do their work that they need to do. Um so January of that year, and then that book came out the October of twenty eighteen. What was that so, like? for you seeing your a book with your name on and your food inside the book it was kind of weird i like walked into a barnes and noble and was like my book is here my name is right here <laughs> it was funny because i was like oh my book is right next to the joy of cooking because it was put alphabetically and it was like there and i was like oh that's a cookbook that i've had just like with me for years and it's just like always on my shelf and i'm like my book's right next. Wow, this is weird. <laughs> so, uh, you mentioned the joy of cooking there. But let's let's talk about cookbooks because what is it about cookbooks that makes them special? I have my own uh, take on this. I imagine it's quite similar to yours, but I'd like to hear it from from you. I'd say definitely one of the. It has helped push me. I have several like cookbooks, just kind of like. I have like the food lab, which is a more sciencey cookbook. And I love it because it's like breaking everything down. Um, and then I'll have uh, items like uh, a few Alton Brown books and stuff. My biggest thing is always seeing the pictures. I think pictures are the most important thing. Kind of like imagining, oh, I can make a dish that looks like this. Hmm. Mm, let me think about this and do this. And a lot of it was like teaching me like different like 
basics and like, okay, if I'm going to use this ingredient, it pairs well with these items. How can we twist that up and kind of change it? But it's always nice to be like, oh, here's all these items. I could look at them and go, okay, I could cook any of these now. Now to be able to be like, I cook whatever's in here. I'm good. (laughs) What about this idea? And and I think this carries over into your work. What about this idea that cookbooks are more than books about food? So, yeah, I think a lot of it with like food in general, you're kind of telling a story in either way. Like you're, you're, there's a reason these recipes came up. There's a reason you wanted to make a cinnamon roll for some reason. Like it, it could be you went to a restaurant and you had the best cinnamon roll in your life and you were like, I need to figure out how to do this. And in some cases for me, I'll talk to the like restaurant like staff and owner sometimes and be like, hey, do you know what's in here? <laughs> Just so I could get some hints and then kind of like try and recreate that at home. So a lot of that, my husband and I will be like, oh, remember that dish we had here? Oh, we should try figuring out how to make it at home. But a lot of food blogs will tell that story, kind of say, I got this inspiration from here. And this is why my cookbooks, I get that little extra bonus help of like, hey, here's this video game that exists. Here Mm. are these stories. And this is why this food is attached to this item. Do you have any cookbooks that have particularly inspired you? Um, maybe the joy of cooking that you say has you've been carrying around, but are there any others that have kind of really shaped? I think one that I got recently, uh, I think it's uh, Love and Lemons. Uh, it is a vegetarian, vegan book. Definitely help inspired me to like do more vegetarian and, and vegan cooking. It's something that environmentally there's benefits to it and it's nutritionally good for you i really love vegetables and being able to use them in different ways so that's a book that like more recently has been one that i'm constantly pulling out and using from like just to make good recipes (laughs) i know that you mentioned food blogs as well are there particular food blogs that you um and maybe um, those specific writers and maybe you mentioned going to restaurants as well. Are there, mm-hmm. are there particular restaurants? Where where are you looking for inspiration? Where, where are these major places? Right. So definitely with like, I'd say Japanese cuisine is one that I've, I've adored a lot. And Just One Cookbook uh, is a great blog. Uh, she has a lot of Japanese recipes and a lot of like describing what the ingredients are and kind of like breaking it down and, and explaining things and she's definitely been a really big inspiration um her blog is super clean and super nice and like the love and lemons like cookbook they also have a food blog so their blog is really nice with a lot of like free recipes that's always a a bonus for sure uh restaurants we well it's been weird because it's been two years of not really going out as much as we used to um but there's many places in Houston that um, are very inspiring. Kind of one of the biggest cuisines for sure here in Houston is uh, Vietnamese. Uh, oh, okay. Is really really big in Houston. Uh, there's a very large um, Vietnamese community here. I think it's like the third largest or like the largest group in in the U.S. of uh, Vietnamese wow. people. And Viet Cajun is a, a newer like invention here where it's like you have your crawfish boil but instead of it just being like the typical spices they'll add they'll add vietnamese ingredients like lemongrass and the butter garlic sauce and make it spicy and stuff like that and 
stuff like that's very inspiring and kind of just like talking to a few of like the places to be I'm like oh, what spices are you using what ingredients are like what why are you using this to do this and they'll say oh, okay it's because in like, so I guess places that are uh, um, are cooking different food and using different techniques the things that are, are widening your mm-hmm. uh, broadening your horizon so I imagine you've got quite a lot of cookbooks for research purposes I, I don't know but but what what constitutes a good cookbook if I'm about to write a good uh, a good cookbook a bestseller let's say mm-hmm. no pressure um what what do I need what are your top tips for my cookbook I think for me one of the most important things is and I fight for this every time when I I'm doing a cookbook every page needs a picture like okay i i love the joy of cooking book but there's no pictures it's one that i'll I'll pull always for like resources and kind of just like basic understandings but if i'm at a store looking for a cookbook if there's not pictures i'm a little less like it's it's hard to visualize what they're telling me to do um and i know for a lot of people that are using my cookbooks they're like okay at least i can see what i'm trying to make and that's super helpful. Um, another thing with a lot of my books is don't be afraid to use ingredients that might be less common in your area. I I like to push my readers a little bit. Tell them, go to your Asian grocery stores. Go to the, the like Mexican Indian grocery stores. You're going to find great resources there. And it kind of helps them expand their pantry. Mm. So I think being willing to not like just keep to the basic ingredients really helps you expand and kind of really helps the reader also like grow in the kitchen and to kind of dial down even further what makes a good recipe now i'm sure this is a massive subject that i am brutally condensing into one question here but what would you say? What what constitutes a good recipe? Do you know one when you see one or how obvious is it, I suppose? There are some, okay. I think a good recipe is one that's willing to use spices and willing to really, not, and when I say spices, I don't mean spicy, but like mm. flavors, kind of like a good flavor profile. There are recipes that I'll see and I'm like, oh, you're, you're only using like a half teaspoon of oregano. Like that's not going to do anything with the amounts that you're doing here. Um, I like to kind of punch things. And I think for some people, sometimes they're like, oh my gosh, this is a lot stronger than I'm used to having. Or, uh, this is like much more flavorful than I was expecting. There are a lot of recipes out there that just are like a little bit of this. And I'm like, okay, you said <laughs> this one garlic. Nah, 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 nah. I'm going to put like four garlic cloves in here, but I've learned to recognize that. And it kind of shows in my books a lot of times there's like bigger numbers than you would expect in in a in that is it quite hard communicating a recipe because i know that a lot of cooks will cook um in a similar way so i think you said like they'll take what they a recipe and then they'll start slinging stuff in and mm-hmm. at the end of it they'll be like well what did you put in well i put a bit of that a bit of this a bit of that and but you have to be precise obviously if you want people to follow your recipe yeah i I have seen some of the like professional like chefs where you could tell the recipe was obviously written by someone else that was taking their like information. Uh, I, it, how do you know? How do you, what's it's, the giveaway? It just seems, 
I don't know if I know that. It's just like an assumption. Like it just feels like it's not too detailed enough. Like it'll say things like, I don't know, oregano. And you're like, for the, the common user, that's like, well, what does that mean? Or taste <laughs> to season. Okay. Yes. Salt and pepper, you could do that with. But like the other spices, someone who's new to the kitchen is going to be like overwhelmed. And they're like, well, I mm. don't know. Maybe I'm not going to add that. Um, so kind of like giving that like extra detailed information, which is why as a home cook, as I'm, I'm doing things like I'll have my, I have a laptop in my kitchen, just kind of there. And I'm like, okay, I added a teaspoon in. All right, let's see. Is that working? Taste. No, I got to add more. Okay. Add another teaspoon. in. So I'm like constantly changing mine, but I imagine for some, they're not doing that. And some, the biggest, okay. Actually the biggest suggestion is yeah, right as you're doing because you're going to forget like oh, did i actually <laughs> add a teaspoon did i add a tablespoon which one did i do kind of keep updating your notes and that'll kind of keep you honest with what you're putting in um but i also do tell people at our beginning taste your food sometimes in like sometimes recipes aren't going to be to your light like the taste is going to be like a little lower than you were expecting the recipe is a suggestion it's kind of like a backbone they're meant to be broken <laughs> you're you're willing you should be willing to adjust them to your flavor like profile now for a beginner chef that could be intimidating but i think as you keep cooking and you keep doing it you'll get more and more more and more used to it to be like oh this recipe called for this much garlic but i know i like garlic (laughs) so i'm gonna double that at least every time so so you mentioned earlier i think before the um recording started that you're now doing this full-time. This is your full-time job. You've left your other job. Mm-hmm. Is that right? Yes. Um, uh, uh, when did that happen? When did that start? It started last June, July. Yeah. So Okay, almost, so ages. Almost, almost ages. a year now. Um, it was actually right after. So when the Final Fantasy cookbook like was a thing that I was going to work on, I was like, I have two months. I cannot do this on the weekends with my job. I actually asked my job, I said, hey, is it okay? Um, I want to take, I have to take this time off. You, you don't have to pay me, <laughs> whatever. I just, I just need to like, I need to take this time off because it won't be fair to you or me because I won't be able mm. to focus on my work and I won't be able to do this. And they were very nice. And they said, go ahead. You could take these two months off and then you could come back. So I did that. And then right after that project finished, another project came up <laughs> and I was like, Oh, this is another one that's going to kind of have a quicker window. And I was like, okay, I bet your work were like, huh? They were like, Oh, you're back. Perfect. And then I was like, I was back for like two or three weeks. And then it was also a matter of like, my office job was fine. Like I was at this point working full time at home um, from work. And I was just like, the passion wasn't there anymore. Like I was kind of like just doing the work to do the work. And I was like, this isn't as fun as like the cooking stuff. Um, So at that point there was obviously conversation with my husband to make sure it's like, well, these books keep coming in and they're kind of like on, on the regular. And there will be like moments of time where there's nothing happening or, there is a big project that I have a bunch of stuff to work on. And we agreed that it was like, okay, it's time. You're obviously getting consistent work. Go ahead. I quit my job. <laughs> and then I have been pretty busy 
since then I have done three, four, three, four books since I can't like say anything about them, but since quitting, um, wow, worked on four. So one of those is the Halo book, and the three others are secret. Yes. <laughs> wow, that's very busy. Very busy with like something starting up now. So it's like surprisingly, I get companies are interested in this and kind of expanding their universe uh, and expanding the food that's in there and giving another like group of their audience kind of something they would like. Cause sure. These are kind of niche products, but there's lore in there and people sometimes just buy it again, just for the lore that's in there mm. and then get inspired to go into the, the kitchen, <laughs> which is always been my goal. My goal is to get fellow gamers to not be afraid of the kitchen. <laughs> so, I've seen um, on your website, I think you have a list of your favorite games and uh, Divinity Original Sin 2 is among them, which is the correct answer. Yes, oh, that game's um, so good. <laughs> so I don't know, obviously, what the three books you've just done are, but have you tried making recipes from Divinity Original Sin 2? Have you tried pitching a book? You know, how does it come? Do you ever pitch them or is it just insight coming to you? A lot and of it is, they... yeah, a lot of it is them coming to me right now. I, because I've been working with them, I have said things like, I would be interested in a Yakuza book. Please let <laughs> me do a Yakuza book. But then it's always a matter of like, if Sega's interested and all that. But it's always like, hi, I'm interested in this. But, you know, if if it can happen um for divinity i have a few recipes on my site because if i love a game and there's food in it i will be making it on my website like that's a it's gonna happen i'll have people yeah. like oh do you think you could do this game and if it's a game i've not played it's a little less likely to make my list but it goes on the i guess i should check this game out because people keep talking about the food in it so has it changed how you play games? Because presumably it was a, a, co a coincidence or, or a happy coincidence of playing the games that you saw the food. But now presumably you play the game uh, yeah. I, and you see the food. I am hyper-focused on like if I'm playing a game in the moment, there's like even like a, a grocery stall like just sitting there with like fruit. <laughs> I'm like, okay, this has this, this, this. I've also trained my friends really well because I've said, if you ever see food in a game, take pictures and send it to me. <laughs> uh, I get so many pictures from friends and my husband is the most trained out of everyone where he's just like, okay, uh, I was playing this game. This had this food. Okay, kind of add it to the list of things. But there's always, if we're playing a game together and we're just sitting there on the couch and I'm like, hit the, hit the picture button. I need this. I need this just in case I decide to because... A lot of games are adding food into their worlds, which is very nice. <laughs> do you think this is, do you think they're doing it because they want to have a cookbook? I think it's because a lot of game developers are roughly like my age range is like in your thirties. A lot of people are foodies. And I think with social media going out, you have to take a picture of the food you're eating, get like the cool Instagram worthy photos and get all those likes and stuff. Um, I think food isn't just like a thing of, I need to eat to get sustenance. It's now, hey, let me show you the cool thing I'm eating. Let me show you a little piece of my life by 
the food I'm eating at this restaurant. And I think game developers are like, because that's so common in society now, mm. it kind of influences them to put it into to games. Now, that's me making an assumption. I'm not 100% sure on that, but it feels that way. Yeah, it does seem to be cropping up more and more. <laughs> Is there an ingredient that you couldn't do without? Uh, cardamom. Ground cardamom. Wow. It's Okay, it's an ingredient that I did not like use growing up. And it was, I think, the Fallout book that I first grabbed it. And I was like, okay, let me start playing with this. And people call me out. It's in every cookbook because I love it. It's a great ingredient. It could be used in savory and like sweet dishes. And it's just a wonderful flavor bomb. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> I love how you went straight to that. Didn't even think about it. Just boom. Yeah. Yeah. That I know. I get that like I, I get call out about it and I always am like no it's a must have in my like pantry you you need it <laughs> is there an item of kitchen equipment you couldn't do without mm. the easy answer is probably kitchen knives because if you don't have a good set of knives nice sharp knives you're likely to hurt yourself if you're cutting stuff um, but if I were to be Something like appliance wise, I really like my rice cooker. It is a, I okay. get to put the rice in and it's good and it's done and it's always great. I don't have to think about it because I've made rice on the stove and it's fine. Like you can do it, but you could always burn it. You put the flame too high or you put, didn't put enough water. The rice cooker, just put all the stuff in, hit the button, it sings to me. And then I eventually get rice. <laughs> I have a rice cooker too. This is my partner got this. She believes in them, and um, I was a on the stove kind of person. Mm -hmm. But it makes ni a nice rice. Mm -hmm. So something else I've been wondering is that I see cookbooks popping up, game cookbooks popping up um, all over the place, and I'm looking at the authors. I'm like, who does this and who does that? There was a Tomb Raider cookbook. Um, there's a Witcher cookbook coming up. Mm -hmm. Do you know the people that are making these cookbooks? How do you feel about these other cookbooks? Do you read them quite critically? Is there a nice community? What's it like? The community is wonderful. Um, I don't know. I think The Witcher one, I don't know the individual behind that. I think, I think it's a, a group called The Nerd's Kitchen, but it's a Polish thing. So maybe Yeah, I think that's why I've never like interacted with them because I know they've, they've had a blog up and I've seen it and their photography is beautiful and everything and I'm super excited for them and I, I will pick up a copy myself because I like supporting my fellow like fandom foodies. Like I think that's a super important thing. Um, but I interact with like Chelsea Monroe Castle. She did like the the World of Warcraft one, we've talked several times. Very nice, like, wonderful person. And uh, the, at one point, I think when PAX West was originally going to be in person, I don't remember, but I was like, I am not going to travel. The person who worked on the Tomb Raider book, her name is slipping my mind, we were talking about maybe doing a panel, like, talking ah. about this. So there's always a lot of interaction with like other members and I'm always very excited for people like doing these cookbooks and also helping expand the world because the more people doing this that means more games get covered more right and pre yeah. presumably I, you could, you could go back to a game as well um, 
Exactly. It's not just one cookbook. Yeah, exactly. Done. Exactly. Like, I know with the World of Warcraft one, that one has two books because there's so much food. That's just, <laughs> some games have more food than others. Um, but again, like, I, I don't have the time to do every book that can exist. And it would be wrong of me to be like, oh, I can't believe this person got this. No, I'm happy <laughs> for them. I'm excited. <laughs> If there was one book you could do, uh, you know, someone rings up tomorrow, hey, we've got this cookbook and you're going to be our chef for it. Which which book, which game cookbook would that be? Always Yakuza. Like I, that series is the one nearest and dearest to my heart. Um, I love it. Everyone should play the series. Please <laughs> play the series. Uh, I would love to do a cookbook for that. <laughs> and... Before I, um, we're coming kind of to the close and I have a, a few questions that I ask everyone, but before I ask you those one, um, what are your culinary plans for the future? Is it more cookbooks or, or is there something beyond or beside cookbooks as well? For now and with timing, definitely more cookbooks. I obviously have been working constantly on them and as they keep flowing in, that's good. As if, I get more time and like there's in between books. I keep telling myself I would like to make videos for the recipes that are on my site because I do think everyone has different ways of learning and sometimes the yeah. written recipes is not enough, which is why I've always included on my website. There's photos of like the in step like parts to be like, this is roughly what your dough is going to look like. This is what this, cause I, I feel that visual aid is super helpful. Um, I've wanted to. It's just a matter of not having time to be able to edit mm. and do all that. So maybe one day I'll actually have the time to do video work for at least I don't have to write the recipes again or come up with the recipes. I have the over 300 that are on the site. <laughs> That's enough to keep people busy for the moment. Yes. So the questions that I ask everyone, and thank you, by the way, for all of your, your time today. It's been wonderful talking to oh, you. Oh, it's been a, a fun chat. <laughs> so the questions I ask everyone, the first of these is, what was your first game? And this could be the first game that you played, or it could be the first kind of significant game in your life. I'll go with significant game in my life. I would say it was a marathon, which was one of Bungie's original games. Um, I remember growing up drawing fan art of like, like the little aliens that were in there and kind of like coming up with my own. I remember my dad saying, Oh, get them together. I'll go and mail them to Bungie so they could get it. I don't know if he ever actually did, but that was the game that I was just like, Oh, I can start like, this is super cool. And kind of like making art for it. So I think that's the one that kind of definitely like, was the the founding moment of like you love video games and video games are kind of going to be a part of your life forever little did you know you would be making a cookbook based on one of their games in the future oh, when when i heard bungie i was like oh my gosh young victoria right now is like oh wow look at you <laughs> you're doing something for bungie <laughs> so the next question is last game. What was the last game that you played? Oh, well, see, the easy answer is I just was playing Final Fantasy XIV. <laughs> um, but that's an always answer right now. Uh, the last other game, uh, my, my husband and I were currently going through Tales of Arise, 
Mm-hmm. Now, as I mentioned earlier, Tales of Symphonia was kind of like one of the ones that started our friendship and eventual life together. Uh, I wouldn't, Tales of Arise has been a lot of fun. We were both disappointed that it is a single player experience because all of their other games have always been multiplayer. So now we're just kind of passing the controller around and slowly going through the story together. Yeah. And the final question is best game. So this is probably favorite game and it's a difficult question. I'll leave it. It can be games, plural, if if it needs to be, because I know this is a tricky one. Mm, okay. So I think right now me is going to say Yakuza Like a Dragon. <laughs> As okay. I mentioned, that series is like, a, I love it. And I always recommend it to people. I adore Like a Dragon. Uh, the characters, the them changing it to a turn-based RPG. It worked out really well. Uh, it's a great introduction to the series, even though it's the seventh one in the mainline series, but it's a new protagonist. It's kind of a fresh start. You don't need to know the previous six games. And if you don't want to play a brawler, it's a really, really good one to start with. But like Ichiban's introduction to the world and his like charisma and bringing his friendship friends together to kind of combat this problem in the game i don't want to go into details but like it's really well done i was in tears at the end like i that game i I loved it (laughs) that is a really really lovely recommendation victoria thank you so much uh for all of your time today i've learned a lot about cooking um i'm off to make my my new cookbook now yes oh good luck you let me know and i'd love to see it uh, when you're all done it's going to be a divinity cookbook i hope that doesn't tread on your toes i'm so jealous so lucky that you get to work (laughs) that's a great series to start on (laughs) there's no danger of me doing that Uh, absolutely no (laughs) fear there whatsoever thank you so much again um and to everyone who's listening uh we'll see you in two weeks bye for now